Greetings, and welcome to the Airlight Podcast. I'm David L. Eulen, the editor of Airlight Magazine. I first saw Code Dissonance Reverie, choreographed by Andre Tyson, a former principal dancer with the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, with libretto by the poet Douglas Kearney, when it premiered at CalArts in the spring of 2017. The piece had been created in response to the 2016 presidential election and the shock it had provoked for its creators, the sense that we were now living in a culture of dissonance, although of course this has been the case all along. The effect was electric, beginning with Kearney reciting his libretto on a quiet stage and continuing over the course of 27 minutes through a series of movements that were by turns frantic and highly calibrated. The collage of language and music and light and movement, which Tyson has called, quote, a choreographic movement essay, was captivating, essential, urgent, expressing everything about that moment that could not be, at least not entirely, put into words. Nearly four years have passed since this piece was first staged, and now we are living in the shadow of the next election, the one whose outcome remains unknown. It seems only fitting to revisit code dissonance reverie from this opposing end of the telescope, with all the brutal knowledge we have gained. We are delighted to be publishing at Airlight Kearney's libretto for the dance piece, as well as video of one of the performances. To add context and talk about the process by which the work developed, both Tyson and Kearney agreed to sit down with Airlight for a wide-ranging conversation that looks back and ahead at once. All right, so I'm just going to start. Let's talk about the piece and the collaboration and how it developed. Like, what was the what was the initial impetus, and what were the first steps of of you two working together on it? Well, I guess I could start since uh, it was my choreography. <laughs> um, I actually had pulled up something on Facebook because I did a repost of parts of the piece, and I can't find it now, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, but basically, I just felt like I personally had to say something about the election as uh, a human being on the planet, as an American, and also as an artist. Uh, I remember I don't remember Doug when, when it went down. I don't know if you were on sabbatical or or what, but it was just like this malaise that was over the campus at CalArts where I used to work, mm-hmm. and someone had posted "fuck Trump." Excuse me for being. Um, um, guttural or literal and um it was just like i can't believe this happened and i was spit angry i was just so angry and uh i felt like i had to do something artistically that was the only way i could kind of guide my frustration and anger and disappointment and i spoke to doug and it was so amazing doug because i must have said a whole bunch of stuff (laughs) and I mean, I was like, I want, I want something, I want a libretto that has to deal with uh, our anger about the election and the plight of Black people in this country and codes and our dissidents. And mm-hmm. I just threw a whole bunch of stuff up against the wall. And you came back with exactly, exactly, <laughs> I didn't know what I needed, but you came back exactly with what I needed for the piece. And I don't know if you've had t- time to look at the piece again, but it really four mirrors, if I could use that word, mm-hmm. uh, what had, what's gone on for the last four years. And it totally catches, especially the first opening monologue mm-hmm. of everything that was foretelling of this new uh, consciousness about Black Lives Matter and the plight of Black people in this country and disadvantaged and disenfranchised people. And I'm going to shut up now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
what's what's wild about that is yeah i i, I remember that and that was a like that was that was that was after that was after my sabbatical i was there and 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 kind of watching like 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 you just watching the students who were just gobsmacked like just like yeah. just wandering around like you know just like ghost ships um and just you know strained and uh you know andre and i had you know offices around the corner from each other in down down in the down in the almost basement <laughs> I got, we didn't even I got, talk about that but anyway yeah, yeah, you know uh you know lots there are lots of people there are lots of people yeah. in, that, in that spot so it's not just us um but uh and we had had lots of conversations and um uh but this was like our our first real chance to really work from a really extended time together and what's wild is um the the the, the libretto i wrote to kind of go with that idea of uh you know, just lots and lots of stuff, lots and lots of dialogue. And I don't know if you remember this, but this was just going to be part one. <laughs> like what I wrote, I was thinking, I was thinking they were going to be, I was going to have to write three parts. I was like, okay, is this going to be first part of like a triptych? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is, this, this is it. And I was like, are you sure? Cause like, there was going to be like, in my head, it, oh. the, the, the speech, the speaking was just going to be constant. Like it was just going to be like constant, 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 constant mm-hmm. talking. There's a lot to say. There was a lot to say. And you were like, no, no, like this captures it, but it also more than that. And this was like, this was the, 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 the beautiful thing about working with you. And in some ways it took me really full circle to my first experience with uh, talking about a multidisciplinary uh, collaboration when I was a student at CalArts. And I don't think we had this conversation, so this is gonna be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Um, but like, I had thought about like, so it was what, what I was saying is like the the beauty of working with you is how immediately when you saw the text, you immediately started composing not only, you know, the the physical space of the stage, the space and shape and air of that environment, but the sonic texture of where the language is gonna work as as sound as drama um not strictly as narrative because you you already were doing all of that but so suddenly it was like you know in my head i was like okay well this isn't going to be enough you said this is going to be you know 20 plus minute piece and i was like this isn't enough you're like no no no, it's fine i already i can already see it so when i first came to cal arts i had a project in mind i was a student in 2002 i had a project in mind and it was poetry and I wanted to do this multimedia thing. There was going to be poetry, there's going to be projections, and there was going to be dancers. And I was talking to a student about it, and, and she was a choreographer. And she said, so what are the dancers going to be doing? I was like, oh, they're going to be for She said, okay, I'm just going to help you out with something real early. Do not be that person who just says, oh, and I'm just going to have dancers just on stage, just doing things. This is in the first two weeks of my time at CalArts, a place that I ended up spending 16 years at as a student, a brief time as staff, and then as a teacher. And that has always stuck with me. Like, like she was so clear about how like dancers get instrumentalized in these kind of multimedia pieces. And so when you were like, no, 
this is all, this is all that the words need to do. I was just like there, just like going, okay. Because I was ready to now from the other end, from the opposite end of that, to understand how you weren't then gonna take the language and just be like, all right, I just need language doing this, right? Like you had a very specific idea of what the language needed to do. Um, you, you gave me the shape, you gave me this, 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 all of these ideas to, to work within. But when you saw it, you were like, that's exactly it. And I, and I just, and it just struck me because I was still sitting there. I was like, I still have two, two sections to go. And so I really just appreciated just how you were working so many different modes of space, movement, sound, narrative, dramaturgy, all of that. And what I learned uh, in the wings, when, when the students, you, you know, the dancers would leave that stage and then they'd be in the wings and you would hear them like covering. Mm -hmm. And then when they would go back out onto the stage and just be fully like as if not like like what I saw on the wings just was not on the stage. Right? On the stage, they're just like strength and power, you know, like and all that. But on the sides, like, like you know. So I mean, yeah. there like that kind of awareness. Um, it was it was it was so powerful to be a part of that, um, and just the organizing intelligence of of that you brought to that experience in so many levels um yeah you know we didn't get a chance to to really kind we of do a post-mortem or anything we didn't do we a post-mortem at all about it. we didn't we didn't it was like okay we did that hey i see in the hall hey okay yeah. summertime there we are <laughs> it was nothing yeah it was like, like a huge undertaking exactly exactly but it was just like okay maybe next spring we'll do another yeah. thing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well doug well that was i mean you just got my heart right there and it was a blessing to work with you um I mean, again, you just found that true line to what I was saying without having a lot of conversation back and forth with me about what it was. And to be totally honest, when you're choreographing, especially in original work, you don't know what it's going to be. Mm. And so that was part of it. Part of it was luck, but part of it was <laughs> I saw what, what, um, what you gave me and it was so apropos and, and dead on point of what I needed that I knew that I could make it work. And one of the weird things is, first of all, Doug and I would see each other in passing in the hall and talk about it and, or talk about a collaboration. And this just yeah. kind of erupted and happened. And you know, as well as I do, and David, you know, too, that when you're working in second educa secondary education and in a university setting, you've got so many hats that you're wearing. And when they ask you to do something artistic, trying to put all that together in combination with your uh, official duties and your life stuff. And another person, let alone another collaborator, it's a lot to put together. And um, you just cross your fingers and hope for the best. <laughs> and um, But the thing that I think kept me calm in all of this, because I had a lot of dancers and a lot of lights, yes, thanks for yes, son, yes. and a lot of music and a lot going on. The thing that kept me constant and my true line, through line, was it was my statement and I didn't have to worry that it had to be a certain thing or certain, I just needed to make this statement, however it came out. Yeah. Um, and the really interesting thing, Doug, is that if you saw that on the side of the wings, because I had to put on my director, get this thing together hat most of the times when we were all together. 
And um, I'm happy that you saw that in the wings with the students because again, this is kind of situation where you you have five minutes with this, no, 15 minutes with the student here because they got to go somewhere else and you got 10 minutes here. And it was so much put together like that with, with uh, my, I can't think of her name right now, but my costume designer, again, another person who mm -hmm. was so with me without a lot of conversation on the costumes. Mm -hmm. And uh, she built most of the costumes a lot of that was my drag too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember. I, I, remember, I remember asking you about wearing the skirt. I said, yeah, yeah. the skirt, you know. Yeah. And it was perfect. It was so perfect because it gave the effect of being asexual, but it also more importantly gave the effect of being kind of like, I see you as kind of like the Morpheus character in Matrix mm -hmm. or a priest-like character or this kind of uh, uh, forerunner i'm using that word a lot uh, mm. forerunner uh, of truth of this in the space that was just really nice and uh well the other thing that was nice is once we kind of figured out or i figured out where you would come in you added so much more to it and oh. i was really a little worried because anytime you bring two professionals together from different uh mediums or idi uh, idioms that um I was so worried. I didn't want to squelch you. I didn't want to shrink you. I didn't want to like stop. Mm. And that was very porous. And you, um, you helped me learn a lot of things and you helped the dancers to um, not only envision the space in different ways, but to own and take up the space because your opening monologue is, I mean, that could go off into a whole nother dance, a whole nother <laughs> work, a whole nother piece that, um, and it's weird because the the verbiage in that the libretto mm -hmm. it can be confusing for the audience to absorb i don't know if it was just me because i like i like the words and the prose but there's certain words that come out that you go wow that was strange that he put that there there must be meaning and i can't remember it all off the top of my head but mm -hmm. it's it's part of the um, part of that uh, dialogue that uh, that piece of dialogue that where you're transferring around the back and you talk about yeah. Oh, do you remember it? Oh, you yeah, talk yeah, about, yeah. You bring some old timey um, words in there. And yeah, stuff. lest our feet, you know, like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. it takes you to this kind of place of, yeah, I get where he's going with this. It's not all mm -hmm. coming clear, but I get where he's going with this. And there was like, um, without it being beat you over the head right. and shoving my whatever down your throat, it was nebulous enough that it opened a space for you to accept it, maybe. Or to sit back and maybe say, okay, what is he trying to say? And can I go deeper in that thought? Or I've never, that, that poses another question to me. He's opened this up for me. And the words were just so um, specific in their delivery and also in what they represented. So oh, it was way cool. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I just want to jump in for a second. This is great. Um, really. Um, but, but I wanted to jump in about this because, like, for me watching it, I also remember from having seen it live, I remember that libretto being taking much longer. When I watched the video, it's just, I think it's because of the force of it. So it's, you know, it's really, Doug, you're on stage for those first like six minutes or so doing kind of, you know, it's almost your, your presence is choreographed. The language mm -hmm. is kind of choreographed. And so mm -hmm. we get that real sense of kind of stillness and focus, and then you disappear 
the dancers come on, they go through various permutations, and then you come back. And so there's something really powerful about that that connectivity, but also the way, the, like the clarity of the parts. You know, yeah, it's like, yeah. it, it, like almost it's almost like it it it, evol it develops in acts. And you know, from the point of view of the audience, that was one of the things that made it really. Um, really exciting and powerful, but I'm curious too, um, what you both think about, um, about that, or, you know, in terms of that kind of construction, the construction of the performance, because you are there, you're not a dancer, but right. you're essentially there as a kind of a dancer in the beginning. I mean, just in terms of the stateliness of your movements and the kind of the dance of that language that you're performing. Doug, I'm going to jump in here first, just to say yeah. that David, most of that was Doug. <laughs> 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 because I kind of blocked him where I needed him to go spatially. And I wanted him to have the freedom to be himself and be his art, be his artist and, and, and create his own artistry there. So I was open because I, that piece never was the same about a time each night. And not that you took long or whatever, but it had a little bit of leeway to go be short or whatever. And that was all Doug kind of taking that space and opening up with them. I blocked him through, but yeah. That, and he would give me some suggestions, like remember going around the circle when you had to yeah. go around the dancer? Yeah. And you were helping him understand how he had, should have connection to you as that mm -hmm. helps bring on this next part. So mm -hmm. it was amazing. Uh, and I will tell you this, uh, you know, just walking around dancers is <laughs> the most, it, it suddenly is you become the most self-conscious person on the planet. I was just sitting there going like, now, you know, I can go to a party, you know, you yeah. know, I, I go to a party and I can hold my own at a party, but all of a sudden, just every movement, um, just the intentionality and the, the awareness. I mean, like, you know, like David, you know, you know, we're, we're writers. And so we know like, like every word, right. And depending upon like how long the, the, the piece is going to be, you know, you might give yourself some leeway, but you're, you're starting from the position of every word is meaningful. So now I'm using, much of the text that I'm using is riffing off of Lift Every Voice and Sing, right? And so this idea of the stony road being trod. So I'm thinking about the surface of the stage, the journey, um, this, this path um, from these circles of hell, like into this present moment which, you know, might feel like you've just made a bigger circle, right? And like, I'm thinking of movement and I'm thinking about the dancers and that intentionality in the choreography, even within the space, right? That, 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 that Andre, you gave me, like, like, I'm still like looking and going like, if I move this way, right? I don't want any movement I'm, I make to, to clash Mm -hmm. with the with the with the vocabulary of the movement that the dancers are are, are are performing and that they're embodying because to me all of the choreography right was and and you'll you know you know like like it was it was you know in my metaphor it was text mm. right like 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 I'm being told something I'm re I'm there's something I'm supposed to read when I see this happening. Right. And like, and that to me is not like a, a way of reducing it. That's like, I'm like, this isn't like, there's not a single gesture here that like extra. So like for me, even in that space um, that you gave me, I was, I was still like, okay, what, what are we seeing? What is the audience going to see? And what is the kind of space of the vocabulary? So I felt like, like 
the the beauty of that experience was the was the was from beginning to end it was just a collaboration of increasing of increasing members like you know starts off with you and i collaborating and when when i went back to my writing desk i'm like okay now it's me it's andre and a tradition that 700 we share. Dances. <laughs> 700 dances but like even before that i'm like okay and now like like a tradition that we share yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons why we walked in the hallway and said, yeah, we're going to do something together. <laughs> right? Before we even had like a first conversation. Then after the first conversation, which was way before this project, yeah. it was yeah. like, okay, yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, okay. And so, like, and so by the time we had done this, in many ways, we had been like, you know, prepping for it yeah. for years. And yeah. so, and so like, it was just this kind of sense of what we were bringing you know, like what 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 we were bringing in a room together and just even in the space that you had given me i felt like i had um the best kind of you know like the best kind of charge mm. which is to be like to be given something and a responsibility can i jump in here on that yeah please please this um there was kind of like a connective tissue and it just all came together at that point from us mentally, culturally, artistically. Mm -hmm. And um, what you just spoke about or spoke to reminds me of my dealing with Alvin Ailey. Mm. And people always ask me about what was it like to work with Alvin Ailey? And the thing was, Alvin will give you a step and he was secure in who he was and what he wanted and what his overall thing was going to be that you could do you. And I wouldn't say it would be changing or embellishing or whatever, but he wanted you to imbue whatever he gave you with, with you mm -hmm. so that it would, it would then become him and you mm -hmm. would be giving him him by being you. Mm -hmm. And that's what you mm -hmm. dig Doug in that. And, um, because I, I remember, I think we had one rehearsal. I mean, we we just had to always put pieces together where we could get everybody. And we did a lot yeah. of the rehearsals where the some of the the entire cast wasn't there. You know, like right, that, right. or people were missing because they were in another rehearsal. And something, you know, Doug would come in and you'd be like, pretend this person is here. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. And that's always. <laughs> and to me, that was such um, a thrill to be able to work with such an artist and a professor professional who uh, could just come in and get a gathering of what was going on and what, what was new and just go and do and be and add and just fill in and merge with a seamlessly, which was really perfect because it was kind of flying there, you know, especially down to tech time. Yeah. You know? And uh, I don't know how I stayed calm through all of that, but, um, <laughs> oh, it was so many hats to wear, but uh, that was oh, really yeah. beautiful. But I just forgot something else that you said. Uh, maybe it'll come back to me. Um, but but David, uh, it's interesting, the conversations that we had um, about, like you brought up uh, passing through hell, I remember talking about that. I just felt like after the election, we were all just like drifting through this kind of post-apocalyptic, what just happened? Explosion. And um, nobody knew what happened, where to go, who to trust, what, what happened, who's gonna help me. And it was just this fog we were all in. And, and that was at, 
and and Doug's opening monologue kind of sets us up with that fog, and then they dance and they do the entre act or whatever I called it, and then it starts. And then I had this concept of Dante's Inferno, and I guess it's the seven levels of hell, I think, and um, that we were in a hell and we didn't even know it, and it was just deciding which degree of hell we are and who you are in that hell, and. The other thing was, in trying to stretch myself as a choreographer and an artist, I had always wanted to do some kind of moshing thing. It's weird, but I, I've never moshed. Uh, I've seen it before. I have friends who moshed and back in the day. And I did have an affinity to, toward punk music. Um, mm -hmm. I used to do my ballet class. I had my punk glasses on. I stand at the bar and dare the teacher. I was just like, who does that? You know, how irreverent could I be in a ballet class, you know? And um, there was a company at the time, um, God, I can't think of the name, but I considered them like the punk uh, dance company in New York. Um, it'll come to me. And um, all their dancers had like mohawks and hair down the here, and they were just these fabulous dancers and they were just very kind of irreverent and in your face. And so I wanted to do this moshing thing. And so that kind of, went alongside with this idea of what hell might be just all over mm. people just crashing into each other. And, and, and I also wanted to, um, I had the, the fortune, the great fortune of working with Donald Byrd and one of my initial uh, workings with him, uh, he was really big into retrograde, which is for your mind is just like, as a cancer, it's just like now, you know, and it's kind of like, okay, I got to ask myself, What's the difference between reverse, backward, and retrograde? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, let's let's be specific physically. You know, right, right, and putting right. that together. And I always wanted to test myself, so it was like trying to put out this moshing thing the way I wanted to mosh, doing some retrograde. That's an aspect of my my toolkit that I wanted to dust off, and and then take it from there. And then uh, to speak a little bit more in depth about the piece. Um, I was in uh, Japan when my father died and uh, because of the time difference and because when I go over and because I'm an insomniac, my Arcadian clock was off. It's always off and I'm an insomniac anyway. So I spend most of the nights up when I'm there, even, you know, three, four days after I'm there. I just, you know, my time is off. And so I was having this weird feeling of another presence or something in my small little room. And so my father died and I got the news. I think I might've been teaching. And he and I had a very um, interesting relationship and uh, uh, it got better a little bit later before he died. And um, I remember going to get something to eat. Now check this out, you would love this Doug. Okay, I okay. went to this little hole in the wall, but it was actually a really cool burger joint in Japan. I walk in and they're playing Erica Badu and on the radio it's like uh, Michael Eric Dyson is talking and I'm like, where am I at? Where am I at? It's and the burgers were great too. And so I had my phone on in my pants pocket in my dance drag and there's like a little bit of a mesh uh, inside pocket thing and my phone turned on to video. And I looked at the video and it was this, that second section or the third section, which is passage of right. these lines going back and forth. And it was like, warp, uh. 
And it was so weird. And it was kind of like, I felt like that was my father telling me about his transition, his crossover. And I needed to, I felt like the state, because it was throwing everything against the wall, I felt like this was also about me and where I'm at in connection to this election and my relationship with my father has something to do with that because even though he wouldn't take credit for it, but I don't know about you, Doug, but as a family, mm-hmm. my I have uh, two older brothers. My older brother just died, unfortunately, last year, oh. which is why I'm in Jersey. Um, my two brothers, my sister, my mother, and my father, every Sunday we would watch on uh, the New York stations. Well, I live in New Jersey, so um, we get the tri-state area, we get New York stuff. And we would watch Like It Is mm-hmm. and Positively Black as okay. a family. Okay, okay. And talk about like who gets their family together on a Sunday to do that, right? <laughs> and we always have political conversations about the state of Black America, quote That's unquote, right. or the state of America, or That's what right. was going on. And that comes from a tradition of my, my my mother will tell you with great pride about sitting in at lunch counters and doing that in North Carolina back when that when that one really happened. And um, my father wasn't so so much political, but in that sense, but he would participate by sitting there and watching and he would have stuff to say, but it was my brothers because um, my brothers are, were 18 years older than I am. Okay. So they were in the Vietnam war. So my family was very, very attentive. I mean, my mother, I remember just hearing her heart and just watching that when Walter Cronkite would come on every night and talk about the people who had died and give their names and she would listen for this. And it was just a really um, intense time, you know, worrying about my brothers in in the war. And so we've always been a family that's been uh, political and a family that discusses things like that, and um, who were activists, you know. I remember yeah. being so happy going to my first um, uh, sit-in or walk or something like that. Right. And um, right. um, so that's that was also p- putting that into that, and that's what that section came out of. Oh wow! So, so let me ask you. Uh, we're, I, you this has been this is really fascinating. I don't want to. I don't want to take up too much. Oh more no, no. Time, sure. but, yeah. but I want to ask one last question, which is: mm-hmm. um, it, so the piece developed in re- reaction or response to the last election. Here we are talking about it. You know, two weeks before the 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 next election. Um, I want to just get your sense of kind of the the con- I mean the continued relevance of art, obviously, and of this piece mm-hmm. of. Of art as well, um, you know, and just sort of the way that your own perceptions of that urgency, let's say, that drove the piece have changed mm-hmm. because of the, you know, heightened urgency I think we're facing right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, there's something I've been thinking about a lot, and I've written about it a couple of times. Um, you know, this kind of concept of the changing saint, which, uh, you know, is something that Leroy Jones. Uh, you know, wrote about, and he wrote about it before, you know, he he changed his name to Amiri Baraka. Um, And he was talking about um, composition uh, in black music. Um, But there's a way of thinking about it as he connects it as well to just sort of response to pattern. And you can extend that of course to historical pattern and shifts. And so, you know, using using, as I was saying earlier, like using lift every voice and sing, you know, you know, in 2000, at that time, was that 2017, 2016, right? At that time, you know, this is not a new song. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And unfortunately, it is it is evergreen, though. So how do you deal with a thing that keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming back? The hits keep coming, the hits keep coming. Um, but to recognize that even as they come back, they shift in in some shapes, in some forms. So you have to be able to recognize that it's a pattern, but with variation. It's a repetition with the revision. And so that sense of a kind of compositional structure and kind of uh, you know, a way of things repeating, uh, but staying the same, uh, becomes, uh, you know, something that I think is important to think about, but also as they come back, there's another way to think about repetition, right? Which is amplification. So I can say, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again, do it again. And even if I keep it in the same voice, the more I say it, the more I'm insisting on do it again, do it again, do it again. So even though that piece might be just as relevant today, it's increased in its relevance because what it was trying to address has not been addressed, which means it didn't stay still. It doesn't repeat and go back to the beginning of its repetition. It repeats and adds on like a spiral that's progressing like this. Excuse me. Don't worry. So, I mean, to me, um, it's not static, Um, you know, you know, so to add to that idea of the changing same, you know, it says, um, you know, it keeps on and on. Mm -hmm. And- Do you remember the, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. Do you remember the last monologue when the, we called it the vagina was opening up or- (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember your last one? Because that's that says what you're saying right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Then dance, the clockmaker said, winding and minding us to wind, and we wound, lest our feet, lest our feet stray. But when I don't feel like winding now, though, so the dissonance strikes like a clock chiming time, like clockwork, the cogged heart wound to cry out its hung wooden house. But I don't feel like telling you what time it is now. That says it all. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. 